0: Hey everyone, this is Heather, and you're listening to Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. Today's episode is called, This Will Open Your Eyes. And you know what, guys? I'm super excited about this episode. I don't know why. Maybe it's the new year, new energy, new whatever, but I'm just super excited to go through this. So I'm glad you're here with me on this journey. Here we go. With an episode entitled, This Will Open Your Eyes, I want to start this off with an exercise. All right, so do this exercise with me real quick, guys. Look down. Can you see your cheeks? (laughs) They're about the closest thing in our sight. You can stop looking down, by the way. (laughs) They're about the closest thing, right, in our sight 100% of the time, yet we fail to see them, right? Think about this. Until I just drew, drew your attention down to look at those cheeks, you don't realize they're even in your line of sight which is wild. I mean, especially when they're really in the forefront. That saying comes to mind when somebody says that something's right under your nose. (laughs) Kind of makes me think about this, right? Uh, Yeah. So I mean, despite the fact that your cheeks are right below your eyes, not your nose, but you know what I mean. (laughs) So what else aren't we seeing that's literally right there in plain sight? let's let I'm just gonna like pause a second and let you think on that one because really think about what I just said for a second what else aren't we seeing that's literally right there in plain sight well for me God came to mind and many of you are gonna hear that and think one of two things either one oh here we go again (laughs) someone's going to talk about this religious talk thing I'm out. religion has either failed me it's let me down or it just sounds too woo -woo for me so that i think would be the first category of people and i'd like to just kind of address that point of view with just a nugget of inspiration or food for thought if your parent your child your best friend let you down in your point of view would you turn your back I'm going to apologize for Stitch. He's very noisy right now. I made him run up and down the stairs a whole bunch of times, so he's slurpy and and panting. (laughs) All kinds of noises. But think about that for a second. You know, would you turn your back on them because they, they let you down? Also consider that it's your point of view that they even let you down at all, right? I know horrific things happen. The unimaginable even. But the recent transactions in my own life, losing my husband, the cancer battle, my dog having seizures, my computer crashing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, sure, I could roll over into victim mode, but I grew more out of those experiences than anything, more than anything I've ever been through, like truly. So, you know, I mean... Was it a curse or a lesson designed to get me to prioritize better? I'll never breathe one breath without having gratitude or look at my child without so much awareness of how blessed I am. I now put God first instead of second. Really, Stitch? (laughs) I just can't with this dog. I know a lot of you say you can't hear it when you listen, and I know some of you have really good um, sound systems and can probably hear this, and it's so obnoxious today. Guys, I'm so sorry. It wouldn't be, though, the Simply Healed with Heather Leonard show if we didn't have my dog to escort us on our <laughs> visual guidance with his sound effects. Oh, dear goodness. So, all right, now now you've thrown me off, doggo. <laughs> Okay, so as I was saying, I now put God first instead of second, which is funny because I've always thought that I was putting God first. Well, I'll get back to that in a second. Let me just say this. God's no more present when we go through our junk. We just actually turn to him more, which is what's really interesting, right? We're just way more aware of him. And he's not moving closer to us. We just open our eyes to the fact that he's even there. He's been there the whole time. You know, when Barry died, that's my late husband, for those of you that don't know, the audience I had at his funeral sat and listened. They truly were hanging on my words. If I was in a regular church mass or if I had some big speech to give to people, Like, people would glaze over. That's just how we are. When somebody starts talking and we kind of, half of us tune out, we get just a very small portion of the nuggets that they're trying to give to you. You know, so my point is that our struggles and adversity makes us turn more toward God, listen to other people better, and look for answers that were already there, (laughs) right? And I think in the end of days, I think many of you might be hitting your knees, I imagine most of us would, right? It's like then all of a sudden this thing that sounds like some, you know, not out there, but like, you know, I feel like spirituality and religion and all this to so many people sounds like not fictitious, but man, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like, it's not, you know, it's something that sure. Yeah. Like, this is what I'm saying before, um, All right, so let me just keep going, and it'll make more sense as I go here. (laughs) You guys got to listen to the inner workings of how my brain goes. I kind of jump from thing to thing to thing. So what am I saying? That this whole losing my husband and everything was some blessing? All that junk that's happened to me? I mean, yes and no. (laughs) Losing my husband and all the crap I've been through? No, that was not some blessing. But the gifts that followed certainly are a gift worth not overlooking right those things that i gained from what happened yeah those are gifts you know i'm closer to my creator i love even more deeply and appreciate everything with gratitude for every second with those that i love and i don't care about any of the material stuff like you could strip me of all that like you know, all that stuff, I feel like it just kind of like disappeared and crumbled the dust when I lost my husband. It was like, whatever. I mean, people could have been like, can I have this? Can I have, uh, yeah, fine, whatever, I mean, I, it's not the stuff, guys, it's not about the stuff. And I knew that, I knew those words, like before losing my husband and before all this stuff that happened, I knew all of those things with my brain, but it wasn't like infused in my heart. It wasn't like part of my, like you can say material stuff means nothing, but you probably still shed a tear if you crash your car and gets all banged up or you lose your favorite pair of earrings or favorite watch or whatever. Like I think then you still react to the material things, which means it's not wholly, doesn't mean a thing to you, right? So, all right, so let's go back Because I kind of went a little on my tangent here, but let's go back to the second category because I spent so long talking about those who probably rolled their eyes at me when I said God. (laughs) Remember, I said there were likely two groups that most fall into when I say God comes to my mind. When I say that, um, aren't we seeing, are we, when I say what else aren't we seeing, That's right there in plain sight. Remember I said that? What aren't we seeing that's right there in front of our eyes? And I said there's probably two categories. So the second category, the first, you know, was the eye rollers who I just discussed. The other are those of you who may have already come to know God, maybe through like your own trauma, maybe some other manner. I think we all know that the first group is really most relevant to this discussion because those of you who already know and have strong faith, in God likely are fully aware of the cheeks on your face, so to speak. Uh, But I do think just like the non-believers, you may be overlooking what's in plain sight. I always had faith in God since childhood, but that bad stuff, so this is rounding back now every time I keep saying like, I'll get back to that. So all that bad stuff that happened to me actually brought my cheeks into full focus. God actually became number one and not number two. I always had family as number one. I would say family is the most important thing. And then kind of like, like I would always say, like someone would say, what's the most important thing to you? And I'd be like, well, family. And then, you know, I would kind of glaze over and say, well, yeah, of course, after God. But that afterthought that like sort of having to come back and say, well, of course that God's first. But, you know, that is not keeping God as the true number one. So it's very interesting because I always thought, yeah, I put God first in my life and then family and then this and that, but truly think for a second when somebody's like, what's the most important thing? Like, is it the first thing that rolls off your tongue? Is it God? Because for me, for so long, I was like my kids, my husband, my family, that's got, that's first. And then of course, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, of course I put God above all that, but but did I? Because when I, it was not the first thing at the forefront of my brain. It was not the first thing to roll off my tongue. You know, and you might think, well, what's the... I mean, is that really such a big deal? It It is in the sense that we should be and we're called to put God as number one, which is interesting because I think most of us, it's what we see around us every day and feel and experience who we talk to, all those things that sort of muddy it up because I mean as much as I glazed over and said yeah yeah of course well yeah God is first and then that but but if it wasn't the first thing off my tongue if it's not the first thing um you know that I think of in the morning and that I'm grateful for it at night if the first thing in my mind is always my own family I have not realized yet God is head of my family which is very interesting, right? Like I wasn't intending for this whole episode to be about God, but I really wanted to get into the idea of something is on our face and we're unaware of it, (laughs) right? Like literally our cheeks are right there in plain sight of our eyes. If we look down and we look down all day long, but we look through these cheeks we look past them. If you kind of glance down quick, you'll know what I mean. You can kind of see through them almost. Your vision, it's what you're setting your sights on, you know? So um, it, as much as you think, you know, and we're going to say like, I'm, I'm going to use God as my cheeks in my situation, because I think it's probably for me was the most overlooked aspect. And I thought it was at the center of my family. I thought God was at the center of it all. And I would tell you that verbally, but I was not placing it there. I was not setting my, like my eyes couldn't see it. It was like, it was the thing I was overlooking and just kind of, it was overshadowed by everything else that I could see in my vision. And so this quiet sort of hidden thing that's right in plain sight, you know, it's, it's only hidden to our eyes. It's there. And our eyes can focus in on it if we concentrate and try hard enough. But I can tell you, I don't try to look for God in everyday things all the time. But people sure do like to complain that like, you know, well, we don't get to see God. We don't get to know God. We don't get to. But you do if you look. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that sounds so silly and almost trivial, but... If you look around at beautiful nature and sunsets and whatever, and instead of just seeing it for the beauty of nature, look at it as an act of God and what could actually create something so impossible, right? How is that even possible? Um, I don't know how many of you might have seen the Avatar movies, but oh my gosh, it makes you feel that connection to like, you want to feel connected to your earth after watching that movie. Um, Both of them, the first and the second, equally like just compelling for like, we should be this way as a society. This should be the way we feel about our earth. It's amazing. And the thought of You know, really and truly connecting to each other, seeing each other, connecting to every single thing in our environment, the animals, the the beauty of nature, all of it. it. It is something that we don't do often enough. So when you start to connect to a lot of those things in that way and seeing them as these beautiful acts of only God could create. I mean, these are things that cannot just be. There's just no way. Um, you know, think about life. I mean people can talk evolution all you want but and I'm a scientist by you know background and schooling and in every other sense I but I still, as much as I can understand all these chemical reactions and things that happen, I still believe those reactions, those bonds, that evolution can only happen with God. I mean, there's no greater magician that could create. This I mean it truly is magic. Have you ever watched something like a butterfly coming out of its cocoon? Oh my goodness. That can't just be because of evolution and this chrysalis and da, 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 da. you can get all scientific with it. Of course, that's how it happens. But who makes it happen? How did that happen? You you tell me that. Um, that's the part where I'm like, you know what? Like it is so much bigger than us. And when you hear of some of these miracles and you really look at these stories and study like You know, science just doesn't answer all our questions. There are just so many things where we're left scratching our heads. And I mean, if science was the simple answer to everything, then we would have cured cancer by now, right? (laughs) I mean, fully cured it. Like, it wouldn't be here getting people anymore. There's so much. There's so, so much. And I know a lot of you are going to be thinking, oh, you're going to go down a hole. (laughs) I just started the ball rolling, the snowball down the whole thing of, you know, things that are hidden from us and all that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about the sheer magic of a sunrise every single day and beautiful colors just appearing in our sky and it being beyond just gases in our atmosphere and all of that stuff. It is truly miraculous and beautiful. And so many things, so many things could, like think about a pebble in a, in a river, right? And you see all these little ripples. Imagine how easy it would be for our earth not to turn, for that sun not to rise every day. Because how is it possible that we have not been hit by, you know, a meteor that has just caused extinction or all of these things that every single day pose threats to us and somehow we're skirting around it and we're still here and it, it's an act of God. I mean, it really is. It's just, I, you know, you'd love to be able to say that You know, we know everything and we know exactly how it happened and look at the science book and we can see that this is going to keep turning so long as the force equals this and that. And you can, yeah, I mean, of course, scientists work hard to try to prove everything with the science that we know. I mean, how do we think that we even have that knowledge? Where did that come from? You know, it's not all evolution. I can tell you it's not, you know, we haven't cruised from being just uh, banging rocks together to you know, this crazy knowledge on things in such a short amount of time because of cells. And, you know, I mean, and and when you can, people will put their foot down so firmly and say, but it is, it is, that is an actual fact. You can see it here under a microscope, all of those things true. But what makes that cell do this? What makes that split? What makes that, you know, neurotransmitter fire? What makes that chemical reaction? What makes that hormone created? That's the part you can't answer outside of God. Uh, And so that's where I've really come to, like, I'm not going to just ignore the cheeks on my face anymore. Like, there are things there that I am willing to turn over rocks and look around and be interested and curious. And if you don't know, maybe you should pray on it because that's the part that's really interesting to me. When people decide that they don't want to, um, you know, I'm not gonna pray, I don't believe in God, I don't. but they've never tried. Like if you tried, I mean, I've certainly tried to look at things through a strictly scientific lens um, you should also do the same with religious ideas, um, is at least look through it through a lens of curiosity, because oh, stitch really, when you do look at it through the lens of curiosity, it's if you end up with more questions than answers, <laughs> it's because there's it's not answered by the the stuff we know, you know, the solid matter and atoms and it's not answered by that when you can't answer the question it's because there's higher power there but like when I pray on things and I ask for answers I get them you know within it's not like instantaneous download of a voice in my ear it is over time and it's in hindsight I can look back and my question was answered so when you ask for things you will get it and you just need to look for it and you need to look back and go whoa I mean sometimes it could be the simplest of things. Like you could be like, no, that was never answered. But then, oh, you know, I love my country song, rest, um, my country song references that I do, but a Garth Brooks song comes to mind, you know, the unanswered prayers. You pray and you pray and you pray and you say, God's not answering me. Well, I beg to question that. Like, I just think, hmm. I think that it's that song just paints it so beautifully sometimes it is the things that feel like they didn't get answered but then when you look back you go oh my gosh if i had had that high school girlfriend i wanted so badly i never would have met my wife i never would have had my beautiful children and truly that's what i was praying for was to have this future you know so it might not be the answer in the way that we're expecting it but what kind of god would just you know what I mean? You know, he's going to give us more than what we're asking for. Most likely. That's what I've always seen happen. You know, better than what you would have expected. I mean, of course, I always wanted to have, you know, a husband, children. I don't know why, but this dog. <laughs> I always wanted like all the things that I ended up getting. But But this is better than I ever pictured it. Um, and, but yeah, that's saying something, right? My husband's not here anymore. And for a lot of you, you're going to go, What are you talking about? How's this better than how you imagined? Did you imagine your husband to be dead by the age of 42? No, that was certainly a curveball. But if you had asked me back then whether I would have chosen to have a husband who beyond met expectations loved every imperfection in me and never he had tunnel vision and loyalty beyond what any human I've ever witnessed in my life he was like infatuated with me and my kids and involved and fun and um you know educated and like every box I had to check and then the ones I didn't even know that I had so he was beyond the person that I had wanted to do this future with he was so much more and if I had to choose, Having somebody that amazing for a short time or somebody meh for a long time. I know I've talked about this before in other episodes, but all day long I would choose this crazy passion we had for each other and this perfect love for a shorter time. So I didn't know that, but God already knew that's what I would have picked. That's what I'm saying. Is like it it's not though we've been abandoned, it's not as though you know, he's failed us somehow, and he's showing up for everybody else. I don't believe that. I really don't. So after the break, I want to get into something else. Let's also consider why don't we see our cheeks? Why don't we even see them? And it's, I think, I mean, this is my opinion on the matter. I think it's because our focus is set on something else. So let's get back into that after the break, guys. Stick around connection beyond struggle for a grieving soulmate is the name of my private facebook group and anybody can grab an invitation to join who has experienced soul crushing loss so if that sounds like something that you would be interested in receiving support through and also having some free coaching with then i will leave the link in today's description and you can hop on over and you will be shortly welcomed into the group and inside there, there are amazing things happening. We got through the holidays after all. And for that crew of people, it's not an easy task. So um, here we are 2023. And I hope that well, who knows, maybe when you're hearing this, it might even be next year. But (laughs) I hope this year just brings a lot of healing to a lot of you. So if you need that link, go over and grab it and back to the show. Okay, guys, I'm back and so is uh, Stitch and all his snoring, right, buddy? (laughs) So back to what I said right before the break. Let's consider why we're not seeing those cheeks. And as I said before, I think it's because our focus is set on something else. I think we have tunnel vision. I think we're looking beyond what is right there in front of us. And I think a lot of us have been guilty of this and fallen victim to it in our lives of sometimes missing the obvious. Um you know, I hear from some of you because I do coaching with people for their grief. And um, I do hear people talk about that a lot, like that they have regret, that they weren't more grateful for the person they had when they had them and all of the beautiful things that they offered or giving the person what they really wanted. And, you know, there's just regret. There's a lot of it. And I I think that, you know, here we are, we're all living still. We have opportunity at our fingertips. And how best to make sure we don't have that regret in our lives, I think, is to truly stop looking past what is right in front of you. So for some of us, that is, you know, it is family. It is um, you know, you're maybe solely focused on, say, work or, you know, creating a life or making money or whatever, and you're missing the family. So um, I'll give a little story to go with that. I think we did that for a little while. Like we had what we would consider, like, I don't know whoever gave us this sort of picture of like the, thir- the years in your 30s being a like growing age and stage of acquiring and building and, you know, getting the job and, you know, buying a house and, getting established, I guess, and then having kids maybe. But then in your 40s, it being like, okay, now that you've established all this stuff, and then it's like sort of the time to dig in and do. And I mean, that's just so sad that when I really think about it, my husband passed at 42, and I was 41. So, you know, heartbreaking, really, to think that like we had spent our whole 30s just in the building phase. So we didn't really get to enjoy so much of it. And we had just gotten to the point where in our own, you know, our own created, ow, that was my ankle. (laughs) Oh my goodness. When you get old and everything starts cracking, just when you move a little. Um, But yeah, I think we just thought we had all this time on our hands to enjoy it. And I hear that a resounding amount as well, that people that are like just hitting retirement age and then their person passes are just barely getting to whatever the thing was that you really wanted to do. And, you know, I've talked about it mostly because in a lot of episodes, it's not putting things off. None of the shoulds, you know, tackling things now and not expecting that you have a later, you know, it goes right along with this idea of not if you don't see your cheeks, you're not seeing what's right in front of you, then you're already too focused on like the things you want to acquire. That's where I think we went wrong. I mean, I don't really believe we did much sort of wrong in our lives. I think none of this was sort of a result of that. I don't have a lot of regret, but, um, yeah, I do think that if we hadn't set our sights so far off and had just Appreciated today a bit more, those cheeks would have come right into plain sight. But maybe, just maybe, if I had focused on my cheeks. <laughs> I, I, e, God, you know, the, the maker of it all, the thing that should be number one in your life, if I had really focused on that, it would have brought m- everything closer up into focus. It would have made it so I wasn't already projecting for decades down the line of what I wanted to, re- you know, enjoy in my retirement or for when our kids got older. So, you know, all these growth things that we were planning for, I'm not telling you guys not to go out and plan for your future, it's important. But you just like, can't miss all the stuff and the journey you know it's the journey that's the good stuff so all the stuff that's happening now and around you if you're so so focused on that end goal you can miss it and so for some people that is the the thing they're so focused on is their job and career and building that so they can work their way up in the corporate ladder or so they can become you know a boss one day or you could you know have more control over your hours or whatever it is that you've decided that i'm putting in all these hours now so that later i can have this just please keep in mind that doesn't always come that day does not always come you know even my husband and i within our own um, jobs have bumped into that before where like you put in all the extra hours, you do all the things and then what? I mean, someone else gets the promotion because they were, you know, there longer or, um, you know, the business closes down or they decide to go outside of the company to look for someone elsewhere, whatever the case may be. There's always something, right? So you could put in all the time and do all the things and then that one position that was available to you gets taken up by somebody else and now like now what? You just wasted and squandered away decades working for that thing that might just not happen. Um it's crazy, really, when you think about it. I do think it's so important and valid to think about future goals and that helps you make better, smaller, more achievable goals towards that end goal. But I think more importantly, if we keep our eyes on the true prize, of like, I mean, listen, it took me losing my husband to really, I'm not some like, I don't, I don't go to church every Sunday. Even now I'm not somebody I talk about God a lot because I've come to realize he's the answers to all the things that we're seeking and wanting. And we feel like we're on a struggle bus. We feel like we're pedaling in place. We're not getting anywhere. And quite literally it's because you haven't asked and embraced it. That is what happened in my life. And until I hit my knees and turned it on over and literally said, please show me the way. Now it's starting to go somewhere. Now it's starting to make some sense. But even still, it's a long journey ahead and I'm not fully focused. You know, I try and I try to keep my eye on what's really important. And that's why today's episode is largely incorporating God. Because if I talk about all the other stuff and I'm not talking about what I believe to be at the center of all this, then what the heck? Right? Mind, body, and spirit health. I once thought those to be three separate units. You know, you got to get your mind right, your mental health and all these other things. You have to have the physical uh, part to, you know, be well and healthy and have everything functioning as it should. And then your spiritual health needs to be clean and good. And Like there were three separate you know the north star south it's weird it's not it's a one you 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 are comprised of all these things but you it's these things make up you so as a whole they are one thing and so if i just if you focus on like getting like the people that exercise in the gym every day and they're working out and they're like you know trying to keep their you know, in that good pant size they want. They want to lose some pounds and get healthier because, you know, their their heart's not in good health and all these things. But you are not going to church or you are not praying to God or you are not, um, you know, mentally well and you're stressed all the time. If any one of those things is not addressed, I don't think you'll hit your goals or sustain them or get the bigger goal that you wanted out of all those things. Like, why do you want to lose the weight? I mean, think about that for a second, because weight loss is such a big topic at a new year, especially everybody hits the gym and starts dieting and eating better. And why is this the time of year when everybody pays attention to their physical health? It's because it's, I mean, we believe that that will help us get our goal, whether it be, oh, I'm looking for this relationship and I want to look my best. Or it's like, you know, I'm, I'm not well enough to be able to um, you know, go for this hike that I want to be able to, I want my heart and my lungs to be in good enough health to get me there. Or, you know, I don't want to relapse in my breast cancer and I want to get, but what is it? Like, think about it. What is that true goal? It's because you want to be here longer. You want to be having an enriched time for the time that you're here, right? You want to make sure that all of your experiences are as rich and good as they can be. So that's why we're trying to lose the weight. So why are we focused on just exercising or eating and exercising and eating well? Because we're we're doing all that, but we're neglecting the fact that even if we lost all those pounds and we're in the best shape of our life. If we're a mental mess and can't get out of our bed because we're so sad and hurt and offended, and blah, 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 we, what are we going to do with that life we just created? We're still not going to be attractive to another person. We're still not going to be a good partner or um, able to reflect out to the world what it is that we want to draw in. We're going to be a big... Puddle and mess and stress and guess what? That's what we're going to be attracting in Spades is other stress messes and (laughs) bad toxic relationships. So you got to get your mind right, and you certainly can't get any of those goals that you want in life with a partner and all this stuff if God's not watching out for you. If And for me, it was literally God taking the wheel over. It wasn't just like, hey, watch over me. It was like, hey, here you go. Like, this is my life and I'm turning it over to you. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me guidance and direction. I want to like take away all of the stress and anxiety and I want to fill myself with peace and I want it to be easy. I'm sick of the grind. I'm sick of the stress and not knowing and I'm sick of worrying about what my future holds I don't want that anymore. And the coolest part about the spiritual health is that when you actually decide to give that over, guess what happens? This is crazy. It's the one out of these three parts, the mind, body, and spirit, that when you give it over, guess what happens to the other two? Miraculously happen. If I give it over and I say, all right, God, you're driving the car, guess what happens to my mental health? It is peaceful and clean and clear. I am not worried about the future because it's in the hands of the best person I know—a person, you know, a higher power. It—it it is so easy to not be worried about tomorrow when you trust that it's like it's like moving back in at home with your parents, right? You don't have to worry about who's going to pay the mortgage, and doesn't and that they've got it? You can just sleep in. <laughs> it's like that—you've handed it over to your parents; they got it. Oh my goodness. And then what about your physical stuff? Well, guess what? If I've given it to God, he's looking out for me. He's going to calm my cravings. He's going to help me go out and have more active lifestyle and fun things to do that are going to be fun exercise and ways to like keep the, you know, the pounds off and all those things. He's going to protect me from injuring myself. He's going to help me to be able to do that hike and fit in those pants and whatever or find that partner if that's really the whole reason that you think like you know if you're in better shape you'll be able to you know attract the person of your dreams i don't know i'm just like going down all the different trains of thoughts of things that people share with me that they are working towards with goals and no matter what it is i think that one part kind of answers all the others so it i think of it like this if um I know all three of those things are part of one greater whole and all three need to be in good health. But choice A can only affect result A and choice B can only affect result B. Choice C can affect A, B, and C. Why on earth would I waste my time and energy and everything on these other two things? You know, going bananas over trying to eat right all the time, beating myself up over every little mistake I make when I eat the wrong thing or drink a soda instead of a water and, you know, and going to the gym for hours and hours and, um, you know, and then try to like meditate and do all these things to get my mind right and at rest and peace and authentic and aligned and all these things. And I still haven't even called on the third thing that all it requires is faith and handing it over and saying, I follow you wherever you go. That's where I go. Wherever you lead, I am coming. Whatever you want me to do is what I will do. Please show me, make it obvious and I'll do it. And just that one act alone just made all those other things fall into place. That's what I believe. That's what my faith tells me. If I put it all in his hands, he will guide all the rest and allow that all to fall into place. And the craziest part is because we're such a controlling, um, humanity's just controlling. I think we all want that element of control. It's hard for us to believe that that alone could make everything fall into place. But that's why it's faith, right? I mean, when you're looking for evidence, that's not true faith. Faith is believing in something with the lack of evidence. With that with the lack of all of the facts and the things and the science and the it's just trust. It's believing in it no matter what, you know? And when you can do that cleanly, really truly, like every element of you is like, yes. I know you've got it. Now, I'm not saying you say, okay, God's driving it and I don't have to do a thing. I think I've said this before, but like, you know, when you turn it all over to God doesn't mean I'm not going to work anymore. God's just going to take care of me. No, ask him what you should be doing for work so that he can make you the most um, abundantly happy and healthy and well and whatever. That's what you should be asking for is his direction and choosing the right the right thing, you know, and then it's like, man, when you have the right job, all of a sudden opportunities open up. I mean, you could be struggling away at the same job for decades and never progress and never get to the goals that you would set for yourself and not be truly happy and looking forward to your day and going to work. But I think when you pray on it and you ask God to be the one to help get you into the right place and then you put your feelers out into the world you know you got to give opportunity it's chance right like you can't just say i'm gonna lay in my bed and wait for the dream job to come you know i mean <laughs> that this doesn't work so you gotta like get out there and apply for jobs or whatever but if you're preying on it while you're doing these action steps then i think the right job falls into your inbox just like that that's what i believe i believe that whatever step you take next is god-led so if like here's how i know this for a fact is because I did this myself, and when I turned it over, I ended up a grief coach. (laughs) Come on. Like, think about that. Do you think I chose that for myself? Because I did not. As a matter of fact, I, well, I chose physical therapy. But then, you know, when I decided to stay home with my kids and, you know, my husband got sick, I suddenly well I was praying on it I was like well where am I gonna go what am I gonna do how is this gonna and as soon as I was asking and praying and worried about it and but putting it into the hands of God it was like I don't know who took over I mean I do know who took over it was God but I don't know like what inside me ignited but I was like taking steps to learn blogging I became a um why the heck am I having a brain cramp at the moment? Um, <laughs> an affiliate, sorry, wow. I became an affiliate, which I knew nothing about affiliate programs before or any of that stuff. I, um, I started an email marketing campaign. I um, I went down a crazy path of learning how to podcast. I mean, look at me now. How many episodes in? I don't even know. I, um, I decided that I was going to fight cancer and grief um, by starting a blog I learned blogging and um, you know I I did so many things that were so far out of my comfort zone and not at all what I would have chosen for myself so I knew these weren't decisions I was making does that sound crazy to you because it sounds crazy to me and I'm living this life like I didn't pick any of this I then while inside this, you know, whole life that I just spent and I spent the first year building the blogging business and the podcasting and all this. And within that, somehow I took these classes. I never, listen, I couldn't even spend a dime on my own education without feeling guilty and racking my brain. I spent thousands of dollars on classes to learn how to do these things. And then I abandoned them and I'm pivoted towards where God directed me once again, which was people raising their hand and saying, Hey, you're grieving really well. Will you show me how? And I will pay you. And I just said yes. And I kept following. And that, guys, is what turning it over and then just following the path means. Like, I never stopped working. I kept doing what felt right. And the next thing, and every day I didn't know what the future held. I wasn't worried about that. I was looking at my cheeks. <laughs> you know, I was looking at right there that day. What could I handle? Um, what did I need to tackle? And then things fell in my lap. And I didn't say no very often. I didn't get nervous or worry about like, oh, what if I spend that money and then I don't get it out of it or I don't figure it out. There was plenty of things I spent money on that they weren't the thing, but I didn't like dwell on that, which is not like me. I mean, normally, I I mean, especially in the circumstances I'm at with now my, you know, once breadwinning husband is now not here, that should have been like, you know, this panic should have set in and it didn't. It didn't and I kept doing and I kept spending and I kept bettering myself and learning more and going and going and never asking questions. I mean, that's truly just following, uh, you know, people call it intuition all the time. I don't think it's intuition. I think it's God whispering in your ear and you're actually starting to open up and listen and act on it and take risks. Yes, but um. You know, you can't just take risks and then blame it all on. Well, well I was leaving it to God and it looks like you failed me. I guess you were wrong. It, uh, no, that's not not the case. You know, I never took risks that were like ridiculous. I, I did take risks that weren't things I would have been comfortable with before, but they were towards an end goal. And anytime I didn't meet that goal, something new showed up. So it felt to me like, you know, the breadcrumbs I should keep following. And that's all I did. I kept following Um, And maybe someday I'll have the whole book written. You know, right now I think I'm just in the middle of a chapter and I don't even know where this is all headed. I don't even know how it's going to all pan out I know what the next little nudge is that's in my head and I don't just ignore those anymore when I feel those little pushes I follow them and I see what that where that's coming from and where it's gonna lead me and I try to take people with me on my way and like help inspire them through their journeys and I think as long as you're always doing things with a greater good and intent in your heart I think your prayers will get answered so it's not easy I mean looking at your cheeks when you know, there's a world out there to look at It's hard, but if you can dial it back in just a little bit and realize there are things like that all the time, this was just a, a something that actually popped up um, when I was on my ride home from dropping my kids at school. And it came into my mind that, Oh my goodness, I can see my cheeks if I want to at any given moment, but I never see them ever. I mean, I don't remember the last time I looked down and saw my cheeks. So All this came from, I think I had like the tiniest speck of like a fuzzy from my sweater that had landed on my cheeks and made me very aware how close my cheeks have been all along, right? And so sometimes something will happen that in your life will inspire you to go... Oh, wow, that's been there all along. Uh, And like, that's what I think when people say, well, this God that you trust and you love so much, where was he for you when this crap happened, when this fell on your lap, you know, when he abandoned you, when this happened and then that happened. And like Susie over there has had it so easy. Well, if at the end of the day, Susie over there doesn't have faith and, you know, it's her day to pass, I bet you she's going to have some regret in her life. And I bet you, when that day comes for me, I mean, yes, I might've had a whole lot of tragedy in my life, but if it brought me to the place where I have lived a life that inspired others and I felt like um, I fully embraced God, then those things didn't happen in vain. I mean, my husband loses his life for nothing. I grew in a way that I don't know if I would've grown had everything remained the same as it was before. Because as I said, When asked, I'd always say, oh, family is the most important thing. Oh, yeah, God, too. But, I mean, (laughs) but it should not be that way. It should not be an echo. It shouldn't be a, you know, whoa, yeah, of course. But, I mean, that's, it's saying something. And I'm changing the way I see it. And um, so for the way I see it from now on, instead of just, you know, looking so far out at the view ahead I keep looking down at my cheeks and it inspires me. Like anytime I just need a little reminder, I look down and go, oh yeah, there's things I'm probably not seeing that are at work right now. Yeah, I don't like my set of circumstances, but guess what? I can see my cheeks. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I don't have to like what's happening to me to know that there's not something that's right there in front of me that I'm unaware of that's at play and going on and that the end result will 100% of the time lead to hindsight, me looking back and going, yeah, I see it now, (laughs) you know, and it's unfortunate when that comes at the end of your life. You don't want that moment to be at the end of your life where you look back in hindsight and then go, oh, yeah, he was actually on my side that whole time. I didn't realize. I didn't feel it. It it felt like I was abandoned and alone and having to go through all this without God right there with me. That's a terrible way to be. Embrace him now while you have the, you know, the youth in you to like do things still and, you know, pass it on to others. Stitch. I'm so sorry. This is so boring to you. If you can't hear that snore today, guys, go get your ears checked because this dog is in full vibration mode and he's actually like shaking my microphone. I don't know. He's far, he's a halfway across the room and he's like, listen, this show, I already know you're wrapping it up and I haven't said my piece yet. (laughs) So if you don't trust me, take it from my dog. It is important to see what is right under your nose or right Uh, next to it, I guess. In this case, your cheeks. Alright guys, I hope you can see your cheeks, and I hope that this episode made some sense to you. I know it was like the inner workings of my brain, and sometimes that gets messy, so (laughs) if I didn't make a lot of sense, you need a little clarification. um, I would be happy to offer that, so (laughs) you can just let me know. But um, for now, I think that's it on this topic. It was a fun one. I don't know, I really just, it was something that happened to me I wanted to share with you because Whenever I get a nugget like that, that just feels like a big, like, yeah, wow, I hadn't really thought of it in those terms. I gotta share that stuff. That's why I keep doing this, guys, because I want you to be Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. All right, have a great day, and thanks for checking in, guys. Bye-bye.